Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. In this episode, Dr. McCollum recounts his life, the challenges, the successes, and the turning points and decisions that positively impacted his future. He reminds us that we've all had good and bad things that have happened to us in our past. We cannot change the past, however, what we decide to do with it is what propels us into the future. Ask yourself, is the path I'm currently on the one I want to be on? Make the decision to become healthy today, set goals for yourself, and write them down. Dr. McCollum shares his song with us, The Decades of My Life. In this song, he recounts his challenging early years growing up in a town where he didn't want to live, in a body full of pain and full of drugs to cover the pain, and to top it all off, he was illiterate and dyslexic. As he grew into adulthood, Dr. McCollum made the decision to clean up his life and take charge of his health. He also learned a valuable lesson. If you want to be well, then help others to be well, too. The secret to success is to serve. In helping others, we help ourselves. Most people see 50 years old as the peak point in life, and from there, everything starts to go downhill. This is not true for Dr. McCollum. He is not going to simply settle down and fade out with the sun into his golden years. He is determined to flourish and prosper all the way out of his life, and he is sharing exactly how he is accomplishing this with you. One strategy Dr. McCollum encourages you to do is to write out your obituary as if you have died today. What would your family members and friends have to say about your life? Next, write out an obituary for your ideal life where you have accomplished all of your hopes and dreams. What would those people say about you now? With this, you can make a comparison between the two, your actual life and your ideal one. Now you have a distance, a goal, a path to follow. This is your starting point to living your best life today. If you enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach. Oh, Lord.
Good afternoon, everybody. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum coming to you from KSCO Radio. I'm so happy to be here as usual. And, uh, you know, life is such an amazing thing. It's such an amazing course. Um, you know, this is, uh, I think that my, um, unfortunately, my um, Facebook is not running very well. So those of you trying to tune in on Facebook might have trouble. But um, I was thinking today about, you know, what's been going on in the world for so long, where I am in my life, where we all are in our lives. And uh, I have a very unique thing is happening um, in next weekend, and that is that the band from high school um, is getting together. And it's kind of like the big chill. You know, some of these people I haven't seen in 45 plus years, we're all getting together at a friend Ted's house up in the Sierra Foothills to... Uh, just kind of resurrect our friendships. Um, there's people from my class below me and above me, so we would have probably not met in a long time anyway. But the real cool thing is when you take a look at life and you take a look at you know where we are today, so often all of our problems seem to be stuck in today. You know, life has yesterday, today, and tomorrow connected to it. And... Um, you know, there's a saying that says, don't worry about your yesterdays, live to, for today and create your tomorrows. And that's something that, um, you know, I really uh, aspire to. Um, so many of us get stuck on yesterday that is affecting our, our today and ruining our tomorrows. When if you could look at your yesterdays, learn from them, then just close the door on them, live for today and create your tomorrows, life would be so much better. I can't tell you how many people come into my office and, you know, in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70 years old, and they're still being affected by something that happened to them in their youth. And I understand, you know, I mean, I broke my back when I was 12. Most of you know that. I was a drug addict till I was 28. Most of you know that. I couldn't read till I was 28. Thank God I was able to turn the page on that and move forward. And um, I, I don't know what steps allowed that to happen for me, but... I, I talk often about, you know, what's happened over this last year and a half with COVID and, um, you know, the elections and all of the suppression put on our lines and go, well, what could we do different today? Um, maybe we can take some of the things from the past and move them forward. Maybe we can just decide today's the, the, new, the first day of the rest of my life and I can achieve anything uh, again, as Einstein, no, as uh, Thomas Edison said, if every individual did what they were completely capable of, we'd blow ourselves away. Um, I really think that we can do anything we set out to accomplish. So, in that uh, guise uh, or in that thought, um, I'm going to be with probably 30, 40, 50 of my old college friends that I haven't seen in a long time, high school friends. For those of us, several of us didn't make it, and many of us did. Um, I listened to the band in high school. I wanted to be a musician, uh, didn't have the talent. I came to Cabrillo College, and I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. And after spending some time there, I started to figure it out a bit. So uh, I now love to play music. Uh, I play guitar, bass, and piano, and sing. Um, but... You know, I think it's just really fun. I'm going to pl actually play a song that I'm going to play next week up at this party. And it's an original by me. It's called Decades of My Life. 
It's not perfect. This is a recording I did a while ago, and I was listening to it today going, I'm going I'm to play it tomorrow. So there's a few mistakes. But those of you that have listened to me on this radio show long enough know that I, I uh, be vulnerable. I, I open my, my heart to you, and I don't profess to be perfect by any means. All I want to do is inspire you to go, God, if he can do it, I can do it. And I even think that to myself. Gosh, if, if this is what I can do, maybe I can achieve it myself. So Dave Michaels is going to start the song. It's called Decades of My Life, and it has the seasons of my life as well. Please bear with me. It's about seven minutes long, and it will bring me up to the current time. Thank you so much. When I was 17 I couldn't know what life could mean I'd sit around and think of you I was a fool Summertime was just a dream Wasted emotions was a theme there seemed real, no real place to go, no place to know. I didn't know I was alive I drowned myself in alcohol And that's not all How much further could I fall Before my life was not at all Could I suffer anymore no, that's for sure When I was 32 I'd often stop and think of you Though I had nowhere I could go And nothing to show Storm of weather filled my head And I was lonely in my bed With no one to share my mind Life seemed so unkind Strive. 
Stormy weather filled my head And I was lonely in my bed With no one to show my mind Life was unkind How much further could I fall Before there was no life at all Could I suffer anymore No, that's for sure When I was 54 I seem to think of you no more Seem that all my dreams had died And so had I How much further could I fall Before I had no life at all Could I suffer anymore That's for sure Stormy weather's filled my head And I was lonely in my bed With no one to share my dreams Life was me Now that I am 63 All of a sudden I am free My mind can wander to and fro With some place to go It seemed that spring had come at last I only hope that it will last With flowers blooming all around Life did abound It seems that spring has come at last I only hope it will last With flowers blooming all around Life will abound Come at last and, and I believe that it will last With flowers blooming all around Life will abound Okay, I'm back. This is Dr. McCollum. Thank you for indulging me for that song. It's not perfect. And... Uh, you know, however, it does represent a lot of things that happened in my life over the last several decades, and I'm sure probably things that have happened to you over the last several decades. So, you know, I, I really, what I want to encourage people to do is take a look at 
where they are right now in life. Take a look at the past. There's some great things that have happened in the past, some bad things that have happened in the past. But what we decide to do with them is going to launch us into the future, either uh, in a good way or a bad way. And, um, you know, that song talks about me as, you know, it started off when I was 17. I'd, I'd broken my back. I'd been on a lot of medications. I lived in a town that was, uh, you know, I was kind of one of the outcasts, the parkies, so to speak. And um, I remember one day standing up by the bus stop at the edge of the park lawn, and it was a summer day. Everybody was gone doing their summer stuff. Uh, there was no weed around. It was all dry. And, <laughs> and I was looking up at this stop sign going, man, if I could, I bus sign and going, if I could jump on a bus and go somewhere, I would leave this place in a heartbeat. It was not fun for me. Some people had great times in high school. I didn't. So, you know, the next thing I found, next place I found myself was in Santa Cruz, which was awesome. But because of the medications and, and drugs I'd been on because of my broken back, I'd had a hard time learning to read. I uh, couldn't read. I couldn't study. I wasn't even very good at music because, you know, I, I didn't have the ability to conceive what I was supposed to do. However, you know, I persevered and, you know, there was love lost and these kind of things that made life seem to be... Um, kind of, you know, like someplace that I didn't want necessarily want to be. Um, and I'm going through this because you may be here now. I'm, I'm just want to tell you that life is, can be amazing. You just have to go through it, make some decisions. And, uh, you know, part of this, of course, is what I talk about a lot, which is getting your physical and chemical body together. Because if you're full of toxins, your endocrine system can't function well, and you're going to be depressed and potentially anxious, and you're also going to have uh, brain fog, which is going to cause you to not be able to achieve your goals or even set goals. And that's how I was at 25. I'd been on medications for so long. I'd been on alcohol and, and street drugs because of the pain that I had that I, I didn't have a goal. I didn't have a place that I wanted to go. And I'd probably, I can say, you know, had failed at love because who would want to hang out with a guy like that? So by the time I was 30, in my early 30s, I had at least started to get into music. I was still, um, I was just got myself off of drugs and medication. I was starting to come out. I feel like a groundhog that come out of the hole and the sun was shining and I had to kind of, you know, get my eyes to squint to see what life would bring to me. And um, so those were the years that I, I forced myself to learn to read. I'd taken some courses that got me to learn to read. I'd gotten off all the drugs and alcohol. Um, you know, and I started to take a look and make an assessment of where I was in my life. And um, oftentimes, so many ch kids are forced to go from high school to college and then from college into a career that they don't necessarily like. Um, so, you know, that's one reason we've, we've told all three of our kids, don't rush into college. If you need to go explore life first, go do that. And um, all three of them have chosen to do that. My oldest son, Will, is doing fantastic. He's in uh, North Dakota. He's a banker. Now, it took him a little while to decide to go to school. One Christmas, two days after Christmas, uh, several years ago, he got in his old beat-up pickup and said, I'm going to, I'm going to um, Idaho. I'm not coming back to California. 
I'm going there to get a degree in diesel mechanics. And so he'd had a really rough go. He didn't do well growing up in California. And he was swore he'd never come back. Well, he went there, got two degrees in, in diesel mechanics, a degree in um, uh, business, and now he's a very happy guy and a banker living in North Dakota. So I, I just want to throw these kind of life stories out to people because no matter where you are today, I mean, we have such a hard time finding anybody that wants to work right now. Um, we've gone through, I think, 10 different potential employees in the last six months. Um, we've potentially found two good ones. If anybody would be interested in working in the healthcare profession and, and is not afraid of going home tired from actually thinking and moving physically, then give us a call. But um, so that was the decade number in my 30s. You know, I was starting to think about, you know, the past, what, what failures I'd have, wondering if any of the people that I had run into cared about me. By the time the 40s came, I started to realize that it was up to me, you know, and I'd already been a chiropractor for a couple of years by now um, and uh, be, learned success because of sheer determination to survive. You know, I, I looked around and I, I knew that chiropractic could save my life. I knew that by being adjusted, uh, I was carried into a chiropractor's office after three weeks flat on my back. And um, I, was, I walked out on my own that this is what I needed to do. So, but I did need to learn how to read because I was illiterate at age 28. I literally couldn't read a comic strip. So by the time I was in my 40s, um, I kind of started to forget about my past failures, forgetting about, you know, things that would hold me back. But I, I still had this spot in my heart where I felt like I hadn't quite achieved what I wanted to achieve. But I moved forward. I was raising a family and, uh, you know, I loved being with my kids. They're still very, very close to me. My, both my son and daughter work for me at my office. And, um, so we're, we're having a, a really good time getting to know each other, and I lament the day that they decide to move on. And then I got into my 50s. In the 50s, um, you know, I, was, I had achieved a lot of success as a chiropractor and as a natural um, healer. And, uh, but however, I still, was, I still felt that my life was not being um, fulfilled and that I had things that I really wanted to achieve in my life. And it, it required a lot of um, inner, you know, looking inward and deciding whether or not the path I'm on is the one I wanted to be on. And, um, you know, some people get to their 50s and they decide, okay, you know, life goes up to your 50s and 60s and starts to go down. And then it starts to, you know, that's the golden years as they're settling into the sunset. Well, I made a decision that I was not going to let that happen to me, that I wanted to flourish and prosper out of my life. And, um, it wasn't until I was uh, seven, 59 years old, I wrote my first book. Now, you remember I was illiterate um, at 28. I wrote my first book and then, you know, I've, I've written six now and I've got a couple more going. And I also have been playing a lot more music and I've, I've picked up a few different instruments. I don't profess to be that good. I just love writing music and I love, 
I love creating. So creating in music and creating it with uh, uh, writing is is really cool. Some people choose it in art and other ways, but whatever you do, creation creating is one of the greatest pleasures in life, and I think it could can really pull people out of the doldrums. And so as we're you know moving into the next quarter of this this uh, year we're in, there's threats of new, you know, issues coming along. The, from what I see and from the people that I've been talking to in the medical profession, um, you know, the, the threat of what we see happening is potentially a bad cough and fatigue for two to three weeks. Very few people have it moving into their lungs. Um, more people are being affected by, um, I'm not even going to go there, but a friend of ours was just in the hospital, had to go to the hospital the other night, and when he was told by the admitting nurse that there were no beds left because of effects of some particular thing that these people had done, it was it was kind of devastating. But um, regardless of all that, we are where we are with our life right now. It's like the best of times ever. You can choose to do whatever you want. You can be afraid of whatever you want, but know what? Just wake up in the morning and decide that you can be who you want to be. You can achieve what you want to achieve. Nothing, nothing is impossible. So the sixth decade of my life, a lot of things changed. That's when um, all of a sudden um, I was I was became more of a free being. I could I I moved back into the beach house uh, where I grew up. Um, I live there now. My son's living with me, and um, it's kind of a new a new moment in my life where I can I can achieve anything I want. I believe. However, it's tough because I have to look around and reflect on the past decades and go, what is it I'm going to do for the next several years? I mean, I'm 65, 75, 85, 95. All of my males in my family live to be close to 100. So the reason I'm going through this with myself is because perhaps you're thinking this way um, in your own life, and maybe you're not, and maybe this will encourage you. You know, I don't believe that at 60 my life is settling and I'm going to go down into the sunset. I want to go out... And as a good friend of mine said, I'm going to go out of this life, chocolate in one hand, martini in the other, skidding into home base saying, woohoo, what a ride. And I don't plan on letting up. I don't plan on letting the things out there in the environment stop me. I just think that I want to keep going. So if that's your goal, then there's a few things that you need to be aware of. Number one is your health. And... Uh, you know, right now we know that most people don't die of old age. They die of chronic disease, several. Usually it's multiple cl- chronic diseases. So if you want to change that, then I encourage you to get on Amazon and buy my book, uh, Turn Back Your Biological Clock, read it, give me a call, and then let's set a time to sit down and talk. Because you really can change your health and your life. Most disease, probably all disease, comes from inflammation in the body. Inflammation comes from three sources, three stressors, physical, chemical, and emotional. So if you don't think emotional stress can 
make you sick. I remember when I was 17, I had en enough emotional stress to create an ulcer. That ulcer caused my body to create sulfuric acid in the stomach, which ate a hole in my stomach just from mental stress. So if we can learn how to open up the channels of our thoughts and and not dwell on those decades of our past as I started out the show and I also played my song the decades but you know being able to come up to a point in time where we're living for today and creating tomorrow yesterday's gone there's nothing we can do about it don't bring it with you unshackle yourself from those things that your mother or father or uncle did or aunt unshackle yourself from the teacher that told you you were you couldn't read you know, like mine, the, the principal told my dad that I was an idiot. You know, unshackle yourself from that and move forward. You only have today and the future ahead of you. And you might as well live it as, as the best ability that you can. So I, I think this whole show came from me sitting out on my porch today, looking through several uh, songs that are, you know, originals that I'm going to choose to play three of them at this uh, this thing up in the mountains that's coming up, a concert that's coming up. It's going to be really fun. And this first one kind of sets the stage. You know, most people knew me when I was 15, 14, 15, 16, 17. They know what it was like to grow up where we did. They know what it was like to be, you know, outcasts in the, in the neighborhood and in the school. And um, then we all went our own ways and we didn't see each other for several years. And I haven't seen a lot of these people for probably 50 years. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be fun to see what people have, what paths people have chosen in their life. And I, I really encourage you to, to pretend you're in my footsteps and you have your own past. You know, you have your own high schools and this and that. Some were great, some weren't. But just take a look and go, what can I do now to improve my future. And you know what? Maybe I should reach out to somebody, somebody that I used to know then. They might just need a call. So many people have been locked up and lonely for the last several several months. And I've mentioned this before, but a, a woman came into my practice that I hadn't seen in a year and a half. And um, she lay down. She was in her uh, 50s. I came into the room. I talked to her. I and just found out what was going on in her life. And um, after I got done adjusting her, she started crying. And I, I was a little shocked. I, I asked her what was going on. She says, nobody's touched me in 18 months. Because of COVID, I've been locked away in my cubicle. Everybody had to stay distance apart. Nobody trusted everybody. Everybody thought they were sick. And what ended up happening is, you know, this poor girl had become pretty much devastated by loneliness. And I think there's a lot of people that are either lonely or they're secluded because of distrust, from fear. Um, and the, the media has put out so much confusion. If you want to control a community, all you need to do is put out enough information to confuse them and make them in a, unable to move. You, you paralyze them. And uh, that's what's going on. So what you really need to do, I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on or I'm on, all you need to do is decide to start living. You know, every once in a while I play that song by Albert King, you know, I, I have a mind to give up living and 
go shopping instead, pick out a tombstone and be pronounced dead. Well, don't go that path, you know. Uh, have a mind to start living and pick a path. Pick somebody. The best thing you can do right now is go talk to somebody and help them. People do so much better when they are helping other people. That's, that's one thing that you can do to learn. When you want to learn, start helping other people or teach other people, and you can learn the subject you're trying to teach. So at any rate, um, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. This is completely off the cuff today. Uh, I think it was uh, set off by talking to some of my friends I hadn't talked to in 50-plus years from high school and realized that, gosh, you know, I'm going to have a great time seeing some of these people. And we've all gone our own way, you know, as uh, Stevie Nicks said, go your own way. The, the um, Fleetwood Mac song, however, before Stevie Nicks got in to Fleetwood Mac, they were playing songs like Black Magic Woman and things like that. It was a whole different era. That's the one I grew up in. And um, life was very, very interesting. And you think about the children right now that are growing up where in the last year they have not been able to have that close-knit group of friends because growing up is tough. Growing up, you have a lot of loneliness, um, hormones coming on that you've never experienced before, and uh, usually have two to three people you can hang on to. And if you're lucky, maybe a group of people. And, um, but what's, I believe what's happened with a lot of the kids is they've been alienated from their, even their friends. They, they can't even trust their friends. So I think that it's really important that we take a look at where we are right now and make a decision to actually physically and mentally and socially get out and start communicating with people. There are so many people, you know, get off the fence and go talk to somebody. People need our help. So um, I want to go ahead and take a commercial break. I think we're going to listen to my friend Gary because Gary is a guy that came into our office. And, you know, within 10 days, he really got the gist of what our office is about. And, and he's an amazing guy. And I just want you to listen to what he has to say about what you can do, what a difference a day makes. And uh, I'll be back in a couple minutes. Thank you so much. To the darkened sky in its rain. Hey everybody, this is Dr. McCollum. I have this amazing guy Gary here who's a new patient to our office. And he just came up to the front and started talking about stuff. And I wanted you to just express what you were telling us. Hi, Dr. McCollum. Yeah. Hi everyone. My name's Gary McKinney. I live in Seaside. I listened to uh, KSCO on Saturdays and I heard Dr. McCallum has a phenomenal show at one o'clock mm -hmm. on KSCO. Yeah. So please check him out sometime. But the, the real reason is uh, I've been a, a client of Dr. Uh, Dr. McCollum for 10 days now, and I feel like I've been with him all my life. Everyone that works at the office is so helpful and so friendly. Uh, it really feels like a family. He's not just joking when he says that they welcome you and, and is able to take care of every need. I came in uh, for TRT treatment, which is a tissue regenerative therapy, which is phenomenal, and uh, you know, it's a little bit it's a little bit costly, but I mean, what price are you are you willing to pay for not being healthy? Because that 
everything affects everything else and uh, the TRT has already made a difference in my life but but what is really satisfying to me is coming here and meeting fine people like Natalie which is Dr. McCallum's daughter and uh, frequently she's the uh, utility player running around the office and she uh, she always you can always tell that Natalie's on the phone because she will always say McCallum Chiropractic I can help you and you know what she can and she does and it just uh, makes my heart jump uh, just to realize uh, there's such helpful and friendly people in the office everyone from Angus who runs the TRT machine uh, the other chiropractors in the office and the uh, administrative staff like Miriam and, and uh, Arlene they're very friendly and very helpful you, you never have to follow up on everything they send you messages uh, a day before uh, your appointments it makes it so seamless so bulletproof just to be in a safe place where you can rely on treatment and uh, and if you if you have a problem Dr. McCallum will go the extra mile to make it happen uh, he's also a master of detoxification of heavy metals and things of that nature and uh, he has a very extensive survey to fill out so that he can help you better on that and I'm looking forward to the detox process as well this is all unsolicited I could go on and on because I feel so comfortable here if you want to feel comfortable at a chiropractor's office come to Dr. McCallum he's conveniently located off of 41st Avenue <laughs> and uh, come on down they're waiting for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs>Dr. Duncan McCollum, thank you, Gary, so much for that. It's uh, really fun to have people come into the office and get the gist of what we're about, which is really just to be vulnerable, uh, find out what people need. I always ask people when they come in, uh, you know, especially after when we what we call day one, where we talk to them about their what's going on with them, find out where they are in their health and in their life, and what they want to do for the next few days or the rest of their life, we always encourage people to look towards the future. Uh, you know, most people don't die of just natural death anymore. They die of chronic disease. So uh, I always ask people at the end of the reviewing their findings, and which usually includes x-rays and a complete physical examination, I go, so there's usually three things people one of three things people want to say. They want, thank you so much. I uh, just wanted the information and they leave, which if they come in the office, they usually have something going on. So I don't think that's the best idea. The other one would be, hey, I just want to get out of pain so I can move forward um, knowing that they're not really solving the problem. Um, it's kind of like taking a medication or a supplement, you know, the boat going down the stream with a hole in it, you can bail it with a tin cup, which would be a drug, or a gourd, which would be a supplement or a vitamin. But as long as you don't fill the hole, you're going to be, you know, bailing forever. And the third choice is, of course, to get to the root of the problem or get upstream to the cause of the problem, get that handled. So that if I think I can do that, that's what I uh, love to do. I'm not crazy about just plugging holes because I'm not really helping anybody for the long haul, but sometimes that's what they need. But the, the song we're listening to, White Bird from Beautiful Day, is, is an interesting song because it talks about a white bird in a golden cage. And, uh, 
you know, it's like this white bird is kind of stuck away. And um, it wants, if it could fly, it has to fly or it will die. You know, white bird must fly or, or it will die. So, you know, maybe that's the way you feel. You know, you're sitting in your home. Um, you're, you're stuck in a cage, whatever that cage might be. If it's, you know, COVID, if it's some kind of chronic disease you're having, are you stuck with all kinds of medications or you're in chronic pain, um, in relationships you shouldn't be in, uh, so many things, you know, as long as you're stuck in that golden cage, um, you're stuck, you know, so that white bird must fly or you will die. So, I encourage you to sit down and write down where your life is right now. Where'd you like it to go? You know, and, and I've many times I've talked about this. Where do you want to be in a month, a year, three years, five years? Just another, another thing that I learned from a good friend of mine is if you were to write your obituary, your own obituary, as if you were to die today, what would that obituary look like? You know? And write it out and write what your family or your children would say about you. And then when you're done with that, write it out as though it was the greatest dreams of your life had come true. You know, this is you as everything that you could accomplish. Like Ben Franklin said, if you could, if everybody could be, could accomplish everything that was in their power, how great would they be? Write that obituary out for yourself. Compare it to where it is today. And now you have... um, a distance, a goal, a path. You know, there's no reason you can't get from point A to point B. You just have to know where point B is. And so often we've been shackled to the point, and um, especially with COVID and the elections and all that, we're so busy trying to survive day to day that we can't even think of our futures. We've been encouraged not to uh, reach for the stars. And You know, I just, as my show evolves here over the years, I I just, I think about my own life and the obstacles that I happen to stumble across and find the light of day in that have brought me to where I am. And hey, I got a long ways to go. I mean, I've, I'm simply a guy that's got a passion to help people get healthy. I've got a great practice in Capitola. I've got two great chiropractors working for me. We have the stem cell machine. There's only 200 in the country. I specialize in cellular healing. And um, some of the things that we do, very few people on the planet do. And I've, I've accomplished all this by keeping my eyes open and being willing to be humble. You know, I've, uh, there's a lot of other healthcare pro- uh, people in the town that probably don't appreciate what I'm doing and they don't like what I'm doing. And that's okay. I, I don't have to be like it admired. I just need to be effective. And um, sometimes, you know, um, there was a, I was listening to a show I did uh, with a lady named Judy Mikovits uh, uh, several months ago. And she used to, she's a virologist studying viruses at the uh, national level. She was working on the AIDS project, actually had some breakthroughs with that. She is in disagreement with a lot of stuff that's going on now. But she told a story about Galen, you know, the great scientist Galen. And he had uh, profess that the earth is not the center of the universe and that the sun circulates or, or circles around excuse me, the earth circles around the sun in this galaxy. Well, despite 
any evidence he had, the powers that be, and I think it was Rome, I'm not sure, but the powers that be pulled him in and did a, a basically an inquisition and said, you're in disagreement with the fact that the earth is the center of the universe and everything circles around the universe. And Galen, uh, you know, had all the evidence and all of the star charts or what have you that showed to the opposite. But he knew that if he were to disagree with the, the powers that be, he would be executed, his life would be terminated. So he had to denounce that he, his findings that the earth circulated around the sun and the sun was the center of our universe, the center of our galaxy. He had to do that in order to survive because of the this pressures of the government that said, if you don't agree with us, you will die. And, uh, you know, just like the song White Bird, you know, white bird must fly or he will die. Locked in his golden cage. And we're all locked in our golden cage because so much of what's going on out there is dictating um, what we need to believe or not believe. So Galen... Uh, probably because he still had a lot to do and a lot of stuff that he wanted to study and he was excited about the fact that he knew what was going on in the stars, he denounced his realization, understanding, and scientific proof that the Earth circulated around the sun. And as he stepped off of the platform uh, where he had denounced that, he looked to some friends and observers and he said, and yet it moves. So even though he had to, you know, to announce or denounce the fact, as he walked off the stage, he says, and yet it moved, which meant that the earth moved around the sun despite the fact that he had to denounce himself. So we're at a point in this world and this government where if anybody denounces anything, whether they it's believe it's true or not, or and if, whether it's true or not, so often you are persecuted for it. And I just think it's so important. We live in the 22nd, 21st century. Come on, guys. We should be able to voice our opinion. We should be able to look into the facts to find out what's true or not true. There, We shouldn't be living off of dogma, and we shouldn't be living off of... Um, some information that is put out there that might have falsities to it. There shouldn't be any reason that we can't look into those. So, anyway, I think that we're uh, our life is kind of coming full circle back to a point where um, we may not have freedom to think. We might not have freedom to express ourselves, and it, it makes me very sad. You know, when again, when I started the show, I played a song that I wrote called The Decades of My Life, started when I was 17, and a kid stuck in a town I didn't want to be in, and a body that was full of pain, a body full of drugs to stop the pain, and a mind that couldn't think because of the chemical dependency I had to those, as well as being dyslexic, so I couldn't even read a book. But somehow or other, I stumbled through life and decade after decade after decade found myself sitting here in front of this microphone at KSCO on the radio station uh, trying to give everybody the opportunity and a chance to, to make a decision to change your life. I'm making one today. Uh, you know, I, I haven't picked up an instrument in several months. And then my friends got together and they said, hey, we're having a reunion. And I went, okay, I better, I better dust off a bass piano and 
and guitar and <clears throat> try to sing a little bit to see what I'm going to do up there. Create. Go out and find something to create. Go out and find somebody that you can compliment. So often, I think some of the people that have the hardest time in life spend so much time worrying about themselves that they're not helping other people. And um, I can tell you the way to get well and healthy is go help others. Go volunteer to do something. Teach people about something. Go find somebody that needs a little bit of attention and give it to them. Because by doing that, you're going to pull yourself out of your rut. You're going to increase your self-worth. And then you're going to actually decide to excel in your life. One book that I've read, and I told you I was illiterate for a long time, so there's not a lot of books I can read. This book was very thin, and it said The Secrets to Success. And it was given to me by a friend, and it, I opened it up, and there it was, The Secrets of Success. I went, wow, maybe I should read this book, but, you know, I have a hard time reading. So I decided to crack the book, and there was one word in the book, The Secret to Success. That one word was serve. So if you, want to, if you want to do well in life, go serve others, you know, help somebody. Find out, you know, those people that you like, go out and find something you can do for them. Go out and find somebody that you don't like and, and just decide to grant them some friendship, or grant them a hello. You might be snapped at like, a, like an alligator or a crocodile, but, you know, it's okay. There's the way this inner this world works. There's energy flows in three ways. It grow, it flows in one direction, and that's called power. It's just like a bullet. You shoot it, and that energy goes forward. Oftentimes, energy uh, clashes, and it's two types of energy running together and making a, a mass in the middle. So opposing energies running into each other create a, something called a ridge, and those that make it very difficult to move with and very difficult to move out of. A lot of times, we're stuck in these ridges because we want to get out, but COVID and the powers that be and the, the media tells us not to move. However, something inside us must say, I want to do this, but then you just, you're afraid to do it. So energy flows in one direction or it butts up against each other. And then the third one and the most dangerous is a dispersal. It's like a, a bomb exploding. It goes in every way. Maybe you find yourself in a dispersal where you don't know which way to to. Uh, go, which way to grab. It's kind of a confusion. You feel like you're standing on a street corner and there's things blowing all around you. Even the street you're standing on is, is moving. And that is a scary place to be. And a lot of times with um, all the information that's out in the world today, we might feel that confusion because we don't know who to listen to. We know that we'd like to grasp on to a viewpoint, right, wrong, or indifferent, and hang with that. And whether you believe in, you know, what's going on to the extreme of the, dang the dangers of all of us on the planet dying of COVID or not, or whether we need to be vaccinated or not, even though we may already have antibodies to the damn thing. Um, we've been, we have so much stuff spinning around in our head that it's hard to make a decision. And the one thing that you need to do is pick one one thing that you can know to be true. Pick one thing and then everything else starts to fall in place. So 
I hope this has been at least interesting today, maybe uh, a little bit out of the ordinary, um, eliciting some thoughts, having you run down through your years and, and finding things that have affected you and looking at them and going, huh, interesting how that one thing has changed my life. I wonder if I let that go, how much more free I would be. Because I really want you to be free. I want you to uh, sit down, write down on a piece of paper uh, your, um, if you were to die today, what your obituary would say, and then write out the best scenario, everything that you would like to accomplish in this lifetime. And that, that obituary would be read at the day, you know, at, the, at your service. And then you have a roadmap. Now, what, how can you achieve those? You can achieve them. And, um, I know that I decided this year, 2020, 2020 actually, before COVID, all governors canceled. Now, governor is something that holds you back. Back in the 80s, our cars could not go beyond 85 miles an hour, even if you wanted them to, because the government made us put this thing called the governor on there to stop it from expanding. So, interesting how all governors canceled has such a connotation in California because there's governors in California that are trying to stop us from doing so many things. I'm not getting political. It's just an observation. So I decided all governors canceled. I'm not going to be 65 and going downhill. I'm going, I'm going straight up, straight up and vertical. That is my goal. And, you know, if I die doing that, fantastic. Because, you know, I've, Today's the best day, the first day of the rest of my life. It's the first day of the rest of your life. Nothing that's happened to you has to still remain an anchor around your neck. Get some wire cutters out or chain cutters and cut them and go, okay, now I have my obituary today. I have my obituary at the, at the best case scenario. How am I going to achieve those goals? Look to friends, you know, look to me. I'd be more than happy to have a phone call with you just to see what I can do to help you, not just in my office, but to get out of the doldrums you're in. You know, you can just call my office and say, I'd like a phone consultation with Dr. McCollum. Uh, 20 minutes of my life to help you would be fantastic. It will help me at the same time to learn how to become a better person myself. So if you want to become a better person, go out and help somebody today. And uh, I guarantee you'll feel better for it. So again, this has been one of those crazy days. Uh, I spent the morning playing music on my porch, bass and guitar, singing. I haven't played any piano yet. I'll do that when I get home today. Um, decide one thing, and that one thing is to have the best life you could imagine. Write that down. Then on the other side of page, write down what's stopping you from achieving that and then get a plan of three different things you can do to render those um, shackles uh, useless or render them um, not thinking of the right word so that they can't affect you anymore. So, uh, again, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, McCollum Wellness Radio. You can always listen to these on my podcast, McCollum Wellness Radio. You can find them on uh, Spotify and any of the other ones. And please share uh, this with other people. 
Um, I love coming up here, and, and KSU is really providing an amazing platform. Dave Michaels is at the helm. He's an amazing guy. He's got the Dave Cave open uh, most of the time, and you can come get the Dr. Wallach supplements there. And uh, I encourage you to come support the station. If you listen to KSCO and have no reason to be here, just call up and donate 25 bucks to the station because, you know, we're lucky to have it. And um, I'm, I'm so uh, grateful for being here. We're going to go out with a little bit more of White Bird. And think of yourself in that golden cage. And if the door opened, what do you need to do to fly? And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease, even if it does.